from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Good morning and happy Tuesday to my people out there. This is Tuesday, May 22nd, 2018. Shout out to the people. <laughs> so, yeah, and if uh, if you don't know NERD, then you have no idea why I just did that. So you might just think that I'm crazy, which you may be right, but... Welcome and happy morning to you. Hope you're having a great day out there. I know it's early, but I hope that your day has started off fresh, good, fun, exciting, and that you're making the most of it. I have a special message today that needs to be played, and I'm going to let it be played, and then I'm going to tell you about it because you're not going to be able to see it, obviously, as I'm as I'm playing it here on the show, but I do want you to hear this because I feel that... It's worth the listen. So without further ado, this is Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, and this is a special message this morning. Before you call the cops, I just want you to know the first thing that I did when I woke up this morning was yell at my alarm clock. My parents were raised in the South. I have to roll tide. Or they'll disown me. They raised me in Las Vegas. That city still has my heart. I hate spiders. I'm a vegetarian. I'm not proud about it. I've done goat yoga. I'm really not proud about that. I can tell you every single word off the NWA Straight Outta Compton album. I can also sing you every single word from Oklahoma. Bananas are disgusting. I am a Christian. I spend almost every Sunday morning teaching kids in Sunday school. I am often asked if I am Muslim. I'm okay with that. I'm pretty much convinced if you met my mother, you'd automatically become a better person. My father is a veteran. He taught me how to say yes sir and yes ma'am to everyone that I meet. I don't hate our president. I pray for him. I love basketball and also hockey. This is my brother James. This is my brother Mike. This is my brother John. And this is my brother Rob. I've never been to jail. I've never owned a gun. I hate that anyone at all might possibly be afraid of me. I'd go around the world and back again if I knew that single act Does any 
of this really matter? No. I just wanted you to get to know me better. Before you call the cops. So I have chills. And my dad sent that to me this morning. My wife's dad, I call him dad. And I want to thank you for that, Mel. Now, the the gist that you get over the radio, the one thing you didn't see was when he says, this is my brother Rob, this is my brother James, and, and so on and so forth. Half of them are whites, half of them are black, and, you know, He's talking about his family. So, I just felt like that needed to be played this morning because there's people's voices. You know, I my voice is heard all the time. Right? I turn on this microphone, my voice is heard minimally Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Right here where we are right now. MixLR.com backslash DT. Right, my voice is heard on Facebook. My voice is heard on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook Live, YouTube, all that. Superpoweredpop.com with our brother show, the entertainment show. So my voice is heard, but there's some people's voices that are not heard. And I'd love to tell you that this proud black man, as as he said, is the only person that that feels that. People might be afraid of him, but that's not the case. I have friends of all different nationalities, backgrounds, black, white, brown, blue, purple, doesn't matter. And unfortunately, it hits home. And it made me think about somebody pretty easily. So, this show is about making a difference. In one person's life. Because that one becomes two. That two becomes ten. That ten becomes a hundred. That hundred becomes a thousand. And so on and so forth. I don't know how to change. I don't know how to get the world to change. But I know that I want it to change. For the better. I've never met this man that was on this video. That my father sent me. But I will tell you right now that I want to. It makes me want to tell more stories. It makes me want to speak more truth. And for close friends of mine like Rob Drummond, and we talk about this all the time, we've talked about it on the show. I mean, Rob played for SU. Rob played for the Eagles. Rob won championships in the CFL. But none of that matters more than the fact that Rob is a good person. But because he's a black man in our society, he's not always treated that way. And, like I said, there's voice. my voice will always be heard. This is what I do. But it's my job to have other voices heard. It is my job to allow the opportunities for other people to speak their mind. And I want to thank everybody that set up that video with that gentleman that you heard this morning because they gave him a voice that... He didn't have. He had it, but he wasn't 
promoted, right? He he speaks, but was were people listening? With a video like this, it got to me, right? It got to my dad. We're listening, and I want you to listen. That's why I played it this morning, because we wake up this morning and Syracuse fans are are worried about the fact that Oshun Ashinui is not coming to Syracuse, but there's bigger things going on. We're concerned that it's raining outside, but there's bigger things going on. And I want to remind you of those things because this world is this world has become a place where we don't tell people to get together. We tell y'all to separate. Right? But what's trending this morning on Twitter? For the Lord. And I do this show for the Lord. If you don't like it, I'm not going to apologize. Because I believe that only through community, only through the Lord, only through God, honestly, it's the only way to bring us back together. It's the only way to bring us back together because we should have never been apart. But anybody that is a good person that wants to spread a good message, I want you to know that you have a voice on the show just as much as I do. And that you can speak your mind and your truth respectfully just as much as I can. I wanted this morning to start with a voice that wasn't mine. Because he needs to be heard just as much as we all do. That are trying to make this world a better place. Let's get into the morning menu and welcome to Wake Up Call. Here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. We like to start off the show by giving you our menu of topics. The morning menu that is live now with the morning menu is Dan Tortora. Right here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora every single morning. The morning menu Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. I will be on vacation from live radio for a couple days this week and a couple days next week. But fear not, folks, and rest assured that there are over 960 shows to listen to. Go to wakeupcalldt.com, and right at the top of the homepage, you will find that you'll find TuneIn Radio, the Podbean Podcast, the iTunes Podcast, and the RSS feed. Any one of those that you download, save, keep, love, they're going to bring you to over 960 shows. And there might be some little new things going on as well, so make sure that you're checking those out. So, though we will be off the air live Thursday, Friday of this week, and Monday, Tuesday of next week, that does not mean you will be without Wake Up Call with almost a thousand shows to listen to. You will not have a dull moment ever, and you can always link up with us on Facebook at Wake Up Call DT, Twitter at Call DT, and Instagram at Wake Up Call underscore DT. Sometimes a man's got to take a little trip with the wife, right? I love my wife, and I will not apologize for spending some time with the most beautiful, charming, wonderful, and sweet woman that I know. Besides my grandma, I just look at her, and there's so much peace that I find in her eyes. So we're taking a little trip, and we're taking some time for ourselves, and then we'll be back. So... I'm here with you through Wednesday, and like I said, we'll be off Thursday, Friday, Monday, and Tuesday, and then we'll be right back to it. 
And we're going to take a fast break right now because we got to get to Ace Morris. Austin Morris has been offered an opportunity of a lifetime. And he came onto this show the last time the opportunity happened. Now another potentially bigger opportunity is on the horizon. He will join me after this break. And from there, after speaking with Austin Morris this morning, we are going to take some time to speak on Oshun Oshunui choosing St. Bonaventure over Syracuse and then get into the Boston Celtics and Cleveland Cavaliers why home sweet home is 100% the case in this series, and then we'll get into the ingredients to success, proudly presented by Utica Pizza Company in just a little bit to round out the show. And with that being said, let's take a step aside for a fast break to hear these great companies in Central and Upstate New York. When I come back, Austin Morris will be joining me. He's played for the Rochester Kings in the indoor football Scope of things, he's also played for the Syracuse Strong, and now he is looking to play in the NFL. We'll discuss it after this. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. Carvel DeWitt, it's what happy tastes like. Do you know why? Because we make ice cream. Creamy, rich, flavorful ice cream. Not yogurt or ice milk like some of our competitors. Ice cream. Fresh, by hand, daily. For the calorie conscious, we have something new for you. Our new Carvelite. Same great flavor, creaminess, and texture of our regular ice cream with only 35 calories an ounce. So whether you want an ice cream cake, flying saucer, dasher, carvalanche, hard or soft ice cream, we will satisfy your craving with our fresh, handmade, regular, or new Carvelite ice cream. Carvel DeWitt. It's what happy tastes like. Clothing that will change with you without you having to change. DrySigLady.com, D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, Lady.com. With the bamboo line, relaxed fit clothing, as well as the athletic fit clothing, DrySigLady.com is fit for any woman, any time of the day, anywhere. Whatever you're doing, whatever your day commands of you, Command yourself to feel comfortable in Dreisig Lady Apparel. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Lady.com. For all the women out there, feel good in what you're wearing. And don't feel like you have to constantly change throughout the day. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a business owner, going for a jog, going for a meeting, or just relaxing at home, DreisigLady.com is the right fit for you. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, lady.com. This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. Call our home office at 315-752-9513, or better yet, call or text me directly at 315-748-2524. Let me ask you a question, Lawrence. If I needed you to help me buy a house, find the right place, could you help me do that? Joe, I'll help you find your dream home. You don't ever say my name on the radio, never. If I needed to sell a house, could you help me go about that the right way? Yes, yes I can. How do they get a hold of you? Call me directly at 315-748-2524. But you also do the commercial property. So if I got a business, couple businesses, got to take one here, move it over there, do this, do that. Are you going to help me buy and sell my commercial property also? Yes, sir. I like that. I like that. What's my name again? I have no idea. Absolutely. But they need to know your name. So give it one more time. This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. My phone number is 315-748-2524. Why don't you tell him your name one more time and that number so we can jot it down. This is Lawrence Papaleo. 
Call me or text me directly at 315-748-2524. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. Proud to be here with you this morning and every single Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time right here on MixLR.com backslash DT. I want to thank everybody that's found us. We have been on ESPN Radio in Scranton, Pennsylvania, Syracuse, New York, and Orlando, Florida. I've worked with Fox and Scout.com, worked with Yahoo Sports and the Score 1260, and decided on my own this wasn't a whatever. It was a, I want to do something my way. I want to do it the right way. I want to do it with the morals and the values and everything that I brought with me everywhere I've gone. And instead of making somebody else look pretty, I want to do my hair, so to speak, this time around. And I want to thank everybody that's found the show and found a way to connect with me. It is an honor and a privilege and never a burden to carry the show. And I want people to know that though we live in the world that we live in today, it's never a burden. It's a privilege to do this. And I don't know if he knows this, but he knows I respect him and he knows I care about him. And in all honesty, when I think about Austin's dreams and his aspirations, I always kind of get up for these interviews in the sense of I get teary eyed because I want him to succeed. I know that he is succeeding. I want him to take that next step and do whatever he does. And and at the same time, if that doesn't happen, if he doesn't go this step, but he goes the other step, if he doesn't take this road, he takes the other road. I know he's a good man. And I know that if he needs somebody to fight for him, he's got somebody. So this show is a blessing, Thank you. but there's so much more and you're welcome. And, and this show is a blessing, but it's so much more than, hey, I'm doing sports interviews and talking about, you know, stats and whatnot, LeBron James and this, that, and the other. It's about telling the stories of the people that you genuinely care about, and I'm proud to have people in my life that have been moved by what I do because I'm moved by what they do. And so with that being said, one of the people that somehow can get me choked up when my wife says I don't cry, it's Austin Morris, and and he's here on the show right now. Austin, how you doing? I'm good, Dan. I'm good. Thanks for uh, having me back on today. Absolutely, man, and, and and you have you know Austin, you've you've played with the Syracuse Strong Semi Pro Outdoor. You've been indoor with the Rochester Kings. You had an opportunity to work out for the AFL's Philadelphia Soul. Now you got another message that came through for the NFL Free Agent Combine. Before we get in specifically to the NFL Free Agent Combine, just what you can say about being this homegrown New York talent that has blossomed into something great. You've had so many different opportunities and you continue to get them. I mean, God is good. So what can you say about what you've experienced so far? Well, definitely God is the biggest part, you know, of keeping me going. Um, As far as just being homegrown, I look around and I see so much talent throughout upstate New York. I remember when I was in college, well, I was getting ready to, you know, go to college. I was doing my recruitment process, and I'm not going to say the team, but one of the coaches told me that they love upstate New York talent. We're so underrated. We don't ever really get the looks that we that we do, but when we do get the looks, we tend to blossom in whatever uh, program that we're in. And when you look around, you think about, you know, Brianna Stewart, uh, Tyvon Branch, Latavius Murray, Wendell Williams. These are all guys 
born and raised in Syracuse, New York, um, that just got that opportunity to go further and they made that happen. Um, I would never put myself on their platform and say that I'm just as athletic or just as good of a player as them in their sport. But, you know, I, I would say that, you know, I, I would love to have the same story and same success that they have had. And when you when you bring up those names and you speak on you know homegrown New York talent and just just what you can say about you know why those names kind of stick with you and and why they're special names and and just what that what that group means to you like you said you, you don't necessarily put yourself in there but I think you should because I think anybody hard working toward their goals and you know with this with us talking about the sports world you know it's it's not just hardworking athletic, working toward your goals, talented. It's also the the morals and the values behind it. And I was just having this conversation yesterday with Katie Kalinske, who does this segment with us coaching with class. And she's with Brianna Stewart in Seattle. And they, you know, she got to see her game recently a couple days ago. And, and her and I were speaking with one another. And she said, and I told her, I said, I've never met Brianna face to face because when I came back to Syracuse, she was kind of finishing up. But I, I told her, I, I said, I've never heard one bad word about her. So it's the morals and the values and, and knowing that if the bad words come, you know, like my dad always said, consider the source. So, you know, it's it's not just those names that you brought up have talent, but it's also about what they bring to the table. So just what you can say about that group and, and, which, and what you bring to the table as well. I think the with uh, with those names, they're the best thing about them is just the the hard work, you know, the time that they put in. Um, Tyvon and Brianna Stewart, they both went to my high school, and I got to see, you know, just exactly, you know, how if you have a little God given a left athletic ability, you know, just hard, hard work would just blossom and just take you even even further and i think that's the major thing that they did um as far as me i never you know i, I always tell people all the time i've never been the fastest the strongest the most athletic the only the only thing i've known is just working hard and mimicking the people in front of me that have the tools and i've already showed that and proved what they can do on the field so as far as like when i was in college i remember um just just watching the seniors and watching how the seniors played and looking up to them and trying to mimic everybody move that they did, you know, because I knew that they had the puzzles already put together. They're already in the limelight. They're already doing well. So that's one thing that I did. And that's for any, you know, person, you know, getting ready to go into college or in college right now or, you know, going to look towards the pros. You know, I've always looked up to the people in front of me to kind of give me the tools that I need um, to make myself a better player. And that's the number one thing that you have to do is just, you know, just work hard. And, and I put a lot of work in and I work hard. And, you know, some days, you know, I wish I could work a little bit harder. Uh, but, you know, you can't really – build Rome in a day so that's one thing that you know everyone talks about and it's a serious matter because you can't just say that oh I'm gonna be this person tomorrow you know it takes weeks and weeks to uh, get to where you need to be speaking here with Austin Morris who has spent time with semi-pro football as well as the indoor game getting an opportunity at the NFL free agent combine coming up and, and you brought up your high school and so I wanted to 
show a little love there. We do a monthly show with Cicero North Syracuse at Chick-fil-A. Cicero on 7916 Brewerton Road in Cicero, New York. And so coming from CNS, just what you could say about your experience there. I've gotten to know some of the current athletes and are gonna we're gonna be doing a remarkable athlete segment this Wednesday, May 23rd. For those of you listening live, we're gonna be doing that at 6 p.m. at Chick-fil-A Cicero, and we're gonna be featuring stars from all different sports, young men and young women from CNS, and I'm really excited about it. So just what you can say about your experience at CNS, speaking here with Austin Morris. Well, CNS is just a melting pot of just different types of athletes. It's like, you know, when I graduated, my graduation class was over 900, Um, and that's every year that they're pushing out all these students, and I think when I look at CNS, I kind of imagine CNS being the closest thing that Upstate has to, you know, Texas and Florida, where you're looking at these big schools with all these tools and resources to develop these players. So I, my high school experience was just pretty much that. I had the career center that would help me, you know, fill out my um, college applications. We had tons of coaches and staff that helped us out whenever we needed. Locker rooms were always put together well. Weight room was, you know, where I lived at. Basically, you know, we had one of the best weight rooms in, I believe, Section 3. Um, so that's that's basically what CNS has to give to, you know, their athletes. It's just all the tools and resources you need to develop. The You know, the other 30% is the, the hard work that you have to release out of your own energy that you have to you know get up yourself and and make things happen Uh, but CNS definitely has all the resources that you need to uh, become um, a great athlete and if not a great athlete you know still they have the career center to take kids to college and give them the opportunity to make you know their life something that they uh, would love to see their life go. And, and when you look back on that time, just, you know, what you can say personally CNS did for you when you think back on those moments? Um, you know, CNS definitely just put me in the right direction. Um, it, it molded me, it, you know, compared to a lot of other schools, CNS definitely did a good job of preparing me for college. I went into college with, you know, a great mindset. I knew exactly, you know, what it would take to, to be who I thought. I wanted to be so that's that's one of the, the greatest things about CNS is the, the development that they the pride in development that they they give to their uh, their students and you know their athletes. That coming from Austin Morris of the football ranks and formerly of CNS there as an alum, Austin. I want to get to the email that you sent to me or the uh, the text message I should say that you sent to me, and that is of the screenshot of your opportunity that says that you have been invited to attend the upcoming NFL free agent combine on Sunday, June 3rd at 3 p.m. Just what you could say to me about this. How did it come about? Did you reach out? Did they reach out to you? How did, how did this all come together for you? Yeah, well, you know, I, I, re- I reached out. I sent out my, uh, my bio and my film. That was one of the stipulations that, um, you had to do to basically apply for this this combine and then they assess your game film and your bio and they go from there so I, you know once i sent out my bio and my film 
um, I sat back for a couple of days and just prayed and just hoped that, you know, they'll give me this opportunity um, to showcase, you know, my talent and my athletic ability um, to different scouts across the nation. Um, so, yeah, getting that email was definitely an amazing thing for me. Yeah. All right, Ace, can you hear us okay? Yep, I hear you. Oh, okay, so just what were you saying there? So, yeah, basically just, you know, I reached, I reached out, I sent out my film and my highlights, um, and from there I was invited, and, you know, I think this is going to be a great opportunity for me to just to showcase my athletic ability and, and what I have to give to uh, teams across the nation. Yeah, and, and to have this opportunity with the NFL free agent combine, you know, for you, I mean, this this is this is a phenomenal chance for you. It's a phenomenal opportunity. If for nothing else, it's experience for you. Just what you can say, you know, you're most excited about with this that you know the the thing that you did just a, a few weeks back was to go and work out with the AFL and spend a few days there, and now you have the opportunity to work out with the NFL. Just what you can tell me about living your dreams and, and seeing this in front of you and, and, and if it's kind of surreal and it hasn't really hit you yet that you're going to be at the NFL free agent combine. Well, you know, when, well, it hits me pretty much, you know, when I'm, you know, by myself and my thoughts. Um, but it also hits me when I'm training because, you know, my trainer, Pete Moore, he's kicked up, you know, the workouts since I left Philadelphia. He kicked it up, you know, three times more than what I've ever worked out as hard as that. Uh, but even going to Philadelphia, you know, I'm an Eagles fan. I have family from Philly. Um, so going out there, in my eyes, was just the, the, the greatest thing ever to happen to me. And it was something that happened to me in a blink of an eye. It was something that, you know, I couldn't predict. And I feel as if, you know, I went out there and, I, you know, I showcased um, how good of a player I am. And, and no, I didn't make the team. But, you know, all in all, I came back home and I started working out even harder. Um, but the, just overall, the, everything falling in place the way it is really opened up your eyes of just you never fully know where things are going to go. And you never really know when it's your time to call it quits or if it's or if you're right there and you just need to hit the wall one more time and you'll break down every opportunity that you need. Um, so looking at you know where I'm at now, honestly, I'm enjoying every moment. I'm happy with whatever the results are. I'm happy with whatever happens. Um, but to be in front of NFL scouts is something that I've been dreaming about for, for a while. I've always told people, um, you know, within the last few years, I've always told people if I get an opportunity to just put on some pads and, and show who I am, I think that would speak enough. Uh, I work. I work hard. You know, I, I, I have a high motor. I don't give up on the play. I, I chase the play down from the opposite end. Um, I'm good with my hands. I try to do everything I can to show scouts and, and show myself, you know, that I I am built to, you know, do this. And a career in the NFL would be amazing. You know, even if I played just one down in the NFL, I would be extremely happy. Uh, but at this point, you know, I'm just staying super positive. Um and just keeping my, my head clear. And when I get ready to, to go down there, that's when I think things will kick up in my head and I'll start to get a little crazy and get a little hyper and get excited. And then I'll start to really 
um, be ready to, you know, showcase who I am. That coming from Austin Morris, defensive lineman who has an opportunity at the NFL free agent combine. Like you said, you're appreciating appreciating every moment, living every moment, giving it the best you got. Speaking here once again with Austin Morris and and, and the fact that you said whatever happens, happens. Wherever I go from here is where I go from here. But this is this is an opportunity. I mean, this is it. This is what you and I have talked about for I don't even know how many years at this point. Austin Morris was the first person to do a live show, a live event, a video in my studios, and that was on purpose <clears throat> that he was first. It was an opportunity for me to sit in with a good young man who is working toward his goals, who always appreciated and valued other people around them and good people and helping. And and to, to see this now... You know, we should all, Central New York, Upstate New York, everybody that's listening in and outside of this country, across the country, to everybody that's ever followed Wake Up Call, these are the stories that you have to cheer for. Because if whatever Austin does from here, this is this is something that you can celebrate. This is a, a win no matter what happens. And, and I think that knowing and ha- kind of having that weight off your shoulders, Ace, is you've always dreamed about working out for the NFL. So no matter what happens with the workout, we will now see you do something that you set out to do. You will finally be in front of the eyes of the NFL. So you've already won the game, and I'm looking forward to that on June 3rd. You know, um, I know there's tons of athletes every year that get their pro days at their college. I know people are brought up and brought down and moves around and, and, you know, people get all these opportunities. And I, and, and I know that they love every second of it. And so that's my mindset right now. Is I'm going to love every second of it, but I'm going to give my 112%. And literally, at this point, I'm looking at it like, wow, God's put this in front of me. He's gave me this opportunity. So I know that he's, you know, pretty much rewarding me for the hard work and the effort and just the the positive energy that I've kept over the, you know, the four years since graduating. And at 26, you know, I I couldn't ask for a better opportunity. There's no better timing opportunity than this. And, you know, I I look around and I I love my city. I, I love where I was raised. And if I can give anyone an opportunity to be looked at if I can give anybody an opportunity to have um, just a, a more pride sense of your city or or just in general just give someone the chance to say I can do it as well or I can make it as well or I can go that far as well that's that's what I'm happy about you know I'm, and I'm obviously happy for my own personal success but at the end of the day I know that you know breaking down these doors, is the reason why Chris Gorman and Khalid Bay, the owners of the Syracuse Strong, started that program because, you know, they they see the talent in Syracuse. And I know that Felix Joyner, the owner of the Rochester Kings, my arena football team, I know that he made this team and joined the American Arena League to give these kids, um, well, not even kids, give these men the opportunity to showcase who they are. And I know Philadelphia Soul, they do it the same reason. And and when I look at um, Greg, who's one of the owners of 
the Richmond Rough Riders who's putting on this combine in the Richmond Coliseum on June 3rd. I know that they're doing this because they know that there's talent to be seen. Um, and Robert Drummond of, you know, ex Syracuse Strong, Philadelphia Eagles, um, CFL standout, he told me all the time that there's so much talent in Syracuse that just has to be seen. And I can rave and rave about myself, but as the humble man I, I try to be, it's, it's not my part to rave about myself. I want to just work hard, try my hardest, give my all, and then I, I and then hope that the people around me get opportunities as well um, to move up. And and you brought up Rob Drummond, who I talk about all the time on the show. He's one of my closest friends, and he's always, 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 always been been that voice to to lift lift me up. I, I can speak that you know face to face or out over the phone or text message. He's been a great supporter in life, in all different walks of life. So what can you say about Rob? I mean, like, I always preface and tell people, you know, Syracuse, NFL, CFL, but if you took all that away, Rob doesn't care about all that. He cares about treating people the right way. He cares about his sons more than anything in the world. What can you say about Rob Drummond and and his support in your life? He's a great guy. When I Around the time when I first met you, when I was uh, playing for the Syracuse Strong, um, and I met Rob, you know, I was starstruck, obviously, like everybody, to be talking to an ex-NFL, CFL um, champion winner. You know, he, he brought me in, and we had real conversations. You know, we he allowed me to train with him, you know, the entire summer. Didn't didn't charge me a dime. He just kept saying, I'm doing it for you. And, you know, I want to give you the opportunity to see your dreams come true. And, and when someone does that, when someone runs a business and lives off that business that they run and they bring you in, they say, don't worry about anything. Just work hard. That's all I ask for. You got to tip your hat to that person. And the, the simple fact that, you know, he was drafted by the Eagles and played five years in the National Football League. Um, you know, a lot of people in Syracuse don't really realize, you know, the accomplishments that Rob Drummond, you know, was able to overcome, you know, and he was a homegrown upstate New York athlete as well, um, graduated from Janesville DeWitt High School. So just to see what he's done in his life and to, to look me in my eyes and say, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that you succeed and you can use my facility and work out whenever you want. It, it's just you got to tip your hat to that person. Yeah, absolutely. And he obviously taught us how to pay it forward and do the same thing because, you know, with, with, everything, with everything that we try to do in life, if you're not helping out another person, it's funny because I just read something. I don't think anything comes as a coincidence. To me, it's always a, a God incidence. And as we're talking, something came up on my timeline that says God calls us to pray and think and dream and plan and work. Not to be made much of, but to make much of him. And whenever it's like, well, why am I not getting the credit? Well, why don't people think this? Why don't they believe me on this? Why aren't they doing this? Why did they go away from this? Those, God's trying to refocus you and say, listen, it's not about you. It's about me. I want you to work your butt off and I want you to go after your dreams, but do it for me. Don't do it for the accolades. Don't do it for the money. Don't do it for the respect. Don't do it for the followers on Twitter. Do it for me. And I feel like when we take him out of the center, that's when things start to fall apart. 
and you bring up Rob and then, you know, obviously with you, Ace, and, and, and how you go about things. And then for myself, too, a wake-up call, literally, that when you stop focusing on God and you start focusing on, I want everybody else to this and I want everybody else to that, it's not about that. You dreamt of this moment. You dreamt of this opportunity. Because of what you worked hard to do and because of the type of person you are, God put it in front of you. And now you got to go out. And you got to fight your butt off for him, and you got to pancake some people for God, and then see where it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pancakes for pancakes for God. Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna, you know, honestly, Dan, you know, like I keep saying it, I, I, I don't know exactly um, how the combine will be structured. I don't know the people that's gonna be there. All I know is, you know, there's 18 NFL scouts that's gonna be there. And with their clipboard and their whistle or their shot or their clock and whatever they're gonna have, and I'm just gonna do my best to just for them to you know give me an opportunity to put some pads on in the NFL and um, you know just potentially you know make the team. At the end of the day, you know I started playing football when I was in fifth grade with the Cicero Falcons, um, and to go from the Cicero Falcons, you know, all the way to graduate high school, to graduate in college, to play professional arena football. You know, I, I know that God really has stuck with me this entire time. Um, and whatever he gives me now going forward is really just luxury. It's really just excess. And But I love the game of football, and, and there's no better feeling of, you know, making a sack, making a tackle, and looking behind you and seeing, you know, 11 guys or eight guys in arena football staring at you, proud of you, making that play. So just that feeling, that drilling, just the, the pump that you get from the fans and the atmosphere, all in all, is something that I want to keep as long as I, you know, can keep that. And, and as long as I can have that in my life, I'm going to do whatever I, I have to do to keep that in my life. So if I have to travel, you know, eight hours from Syracuse, New York to Virginia, for NFL Combine, I'm going to do it. If I got to go play, you know, for the Oakland Raiders and go across the country, I'll do it. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm, you know, I love my life. You know, I, I you know, I love my girlfriend. I, I love my family. Um, I love all my friends. I love everybody that's been in my circle and has been positive. And going forward, you know, we're just going to stay optimistic and see what happens. And I think it's safe to say that we love you right back, Ace. That coming from Austin Morris right here. Homegrown talent of upstate New York. Went to CNS, like you said, Cicero Falcons, which I think is awesome because I did a game with the Cicero Falcons. They asked me to come. They're like, come, like, do the play-by-play and, and like, make these kids feel like a million bucks. And I got to do that a, a couple years ago. So you what? I know that made them feel great. Well, and the thing was, I was like, I said to my wife, I was like, I think I had more fun seeing kids run around whose football is as big as them than than some of the other stuff because they just appreciated the game and they loved the game and it, it was so beautiful. So I mean, from the Cicero Falcons, it's just again funny how God works. Our connection both to that and then connection both to CNS and then moving on from there to everything that you did to get yourself to where you were to play for the Syracuse Strong and the Rochester Kings and work out with the Philadelphia Soul, the AFL, and now have an NFL free agent combine coming up here at the beginning of june very soon here 
there's nothing. I mean, you can't be more proud, and uh, and and it's it's nice. And and I guess technically, even though you're taller than me, I I can. And that's the thing that I always said. I was like, what if I have kids that are taller than me? But I, I'm big bro. I mean, I guess I'm big bro. So you know, as your big brother, go out there and kill it, and give me some pancakes for God, okay? <laughs> for sure, I'll, I'll I'll make sure I make a couple plays out there. Well, just do what you do, but just know this, Ace. Know this in your head. On that day, before that day, and after that day, no matter what happens, you set out when you met me to get a look from the NFL, and you did it. You achieved that. Thank you. Thank you. You're right. And coming from Austin Morris. Feels great. Central New York to the NFL, and we got fans writing in right now that send best of luck to you on the live feed here. So we'll be rooting for you, Ace, and I'll be talking with you all the way up to it. And and uh, and I'll I'll kind of just give it to you one more. I know you're saying thank you, so I'll let you I'll let you have the mic here. What were you gonna say? Uh, that's that's pretty much it. I just you know I always wanted to let you know I appreciate you having me on the show. Um, you know I I enjoy everything that you do and just the 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 heart that you put into your company and building your brand and you know showing everybody you know you, you can take your own path and do it the right way. All those are good things that speak about who you are as a person and you know i i was telling you know my sister and uh my girlfriend the other night that you know he's he's been there you know literally every stage um since i graduated college so you know whatever happens next you know you've still been there but hopefully we can just keep this going into the super bowl absolutely and i'm gonna be there no matter what all i ask you is that you give me tickets that's that's <laughs> That's all you got to do. <laughs> right. Right. But no, I, I, I listen, man, I'd be there in a snowstorm, 12, 12 degrees below zero if it means seeing you do your thing. You know that. Yes, sir. So get back to get back to doing what you got to do and get ready, get, you know, get working out and whatnot. And you and I will, will obviously be in touch with one another. And God bless as always. And, you know, and I just put the hashtag up while we were talking because this is, this is a you and me thing now. Hashtag pancakes for God. So we're making it happen. <laughs> That's something new. I'll, I'll start hashtagging it as well. Yeah, we're gonna make we're gonna make that happen. But like I said, just know that no matter what happens, you set out to do something when I met you, and you did it, and I'm proud of that. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. All right, man. Take care. Yes, sir. Have a good one. All right. See you later. And coming from Austin Morris, Ace Moore here on the show. He set out when he met me said, I'm going to get a look from the NFL. I know I'm going to get an opportunity. I'm going to work my butt off, Dan, and he's like, the NFL, the NFL. I want the NFL. I want to get an opportunity for the NFL to take a look at who I am and what I'm about. And he did it. <laughs> he did it. And he's going to he's gonna have that chance on June 3rd. So I want people to take a good, hard look in this moment. And I want you to listen closely to me because I'm going to say this and I'm going to say it once because my problem in my 32 years of my life is repeating myself and allowing myself to be upset or paranoid or frustrated about something over and over and over again that I can't figure out. So I'm going to say this and I'm only going to say it once. I'm only going to say this once. You heard this interview. You heard Austin Morris. You heard what he had to say about our relationship, my connection to him. Every single kind word that he said, when people say, how many listeners do you have? 
how many this, how many, 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 how many. When you have someone like that live on the radio, I had no idea what he's going to say. When you sit back and you hear those words, that is what makes Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora special. It's what makes Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora worth something. And I do not care about how many numbers of you are listening. I care about the quality of the listener. And I will tell you that I believe that the quality of the people that listen to the show and are a part of the show are some of the greatest people that I've ever met in my life and some of the nicest and most God-centric people in the world. It's not about the numbers. It's about the people. So to everybody that wants to challenge going off on your own, wants to challenge me doing what I'm doing, I hand you Austin Morris and the countless others that have seen the difference in this show. It ain't about the numbers. It's about touching somebody's life to the point where you get to hear words like that. Because I care about everybody that comes on the show. And when they turn around and say, Dan, I love you too. I care about you too, man. That goes such a long way. And those are the things that you focus on. The quality of the people. The character of the people. (laughs) If I have three listeners, I know they're good people. If I have three million, I know that there are good people in that group. So to everybody that doesn't think that it's a good idea to work with somebody who goes off on their own and starts their own trek, I hand you Austin Morris. And if you don't like that, well, then you're not going to like me. Because I cannot be more proud of him right now. Sports isn't about winning games and making tackles and this and that and the other thing. It's about telling the stories of the people that are in it. The fifth-string defensive lineman for the Green Bay Packers is still somewhere that so few people get to be. Remember what I told you about the numbers? When you're in a stadium with 70,000 seats, there's 22 players on the field. That means that .0003% of the people in a stadium are actually playing the game. So the next time that you say, our third-string quarterback sucks, (laughs) do you know how hard it is to be a third-string quarterback? Do you know how difficult it is to be on a practice squad? If it was easy, I'd be on a practice squad. I'd be on the Jaguars practice squad right now. So, Austin, whatever you do from here, You set out for the NFL to give you a look, and they're going to. And I don't care. I shouldn't say I don't care. What what I'm trying to say is whatever happens from that moment, you have my support. If it takes another year, takes two years, does this, does another thing, you have my support. Because he set out for his dreams, playing for a semi-pro team in little old Syracuse, as people want to call it. And guess what? That got him to the indoor with Rochester Kings. And guess what? That got him to the AFL and the Philadelphia Soul, who have won a national championship. And guess what? That got him to the NFL free agent combine coming up this June. The people you surround yourself with, you are the company you keep. (laughs) And I'm surrounded by champions. 
I am surrounded by champions. And it ain't about the trophies. It's about the heart. God bless you, Ace. We'll take a step aside, and we'll come back to deal with the fact that Syracuse fans are ready to jump off a bridge right now with another player choosing another school. We'll talk about it in just a moment. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. This is Jimmer Sikowski, owner-operator of Chick-fil-A Cicero, 7916 Brewerton Road in Cicero, right in front of the Home Depot. I had a deep feeling that God wanted me to do something bigger with my life and to help people, help others. I kept putting Chick-fil-A in my life, and I realized as I was going through the franchise selection process that uh, positively impacting the lives of others was really core to what we do here at Chick-fil-A. First of all, it starts with the food. The food is brought in fresh daily, you know, we bring in local produce. We prepare to order in the kitchen. We hand bread our chicken. We hand spin our milkshakes. It's it's great food. It doesn't taste like fast food. I, I think the second thing is is the way people feel when they come in a Chick Fil A restaurant. It's different. We we try to treat people with intentional kindness here, which is very different and deeper than good customer service. And so, you know, I think it feels remarkable for most people to come in a Chick Fil A restaurant. And then lastly. The impact that we try to have in the community is very different. It's a big part of the expectation of every operator of a Chick-fil-A restaurant is that they're actively engaged in their community, they're a leader in the community, and they're, they're making a difference. When they realize that what we're striving to do is to shine a little light in their life, that's a very, very different experience uh, than you will have in any other quick service restaurant. And it's that remarkable experience that I think people will emotionally connect with. Hi, this is Domenico Vitali, owner of Giovanni's Formalware, where you look great and feel even better with our renowned tailoring and alteration services on any suit or any tuxedo from anywhere. Call 315-455-8729. That's 315-455-8729. Stop in locally on Route 11 in North Syracuse next to the Ponderosa Plaza where you can choose your style, get fitted, and tailored, all at Giovanni's Formalware. I'm George Townsend of Honda City with some good advice from buying a new car. The true cost of owning a new car is determined by the appraised value when you trade it. No vehicle appraises higher than a Honda. Next, look for low APRs and deep discounts. You also want low maintenance costs and great fuel economy. That's why my advice to you is to buy a new Honda. Looking pre-owned, visit our Honda Certified Used Car Center. Honda City, 7140 Henry Clay Boulevard, Liverpool, or hondacity-cny.com. For all of us that have always wanted our favorite restaurant to come to us, it's now a reality in Central New York with It's a Utica Thing. With Utica Pizza Company bringing their wonderful recipes that they've handed down through generations to you, to your events, to your business, to your home. It's a Utica Thing. Proudly bringing Utica Pizza Company on wheels to your location. Call 315-738-8946. That's 315-738-8946 to bring Utica Pizza Company to your doorstep with It's a Utica Thing. 
Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Want to thank Austin Morris one more time for being a part of the show. And all positive vibes, positive energy, and Godspeed to the man to send him to this NFL opportunity with all the love and support from Central and Upstate New York and beyond for this upcoming NFL free agent combine on June 3rd. So lots of support, lots of love coming your way, Ace. And thank you to the people that wrote in and sent them some love as well, Johnny, and and thank you. We appreciate that. With that being said, speaking of some love, Syracuse feels like they're not getting much of the love, right? They've had people that, you know, there's this whole Syracuse hopefuls Right, these these Syracuse offerees that said no to the orange, and the hope was that Syracuse was going to be able to weather the storm of Darius Baisley and and this that and the other thing. So it's it's just it's funny to me how again how people are the sky is falling. Right, the sky is falling. The guys that went to Duke, the sky is falling. Trayvon Duval, he's not, he's not even staying at Duke. He's, le- you know, you know what I mean. He's going in the NBA. I mean, there's, it's, it's the notion of so you would have had him for a year, and that was it. And it's like, well, you know, could have won a national championship. Eh. What a shoulda coulda. You know what I mean. This team made it to the Sweet Sixteen, and they had almost. And that's the thing people forget so quickly. The Syracuse team that just had the 2017-18 season made it to the Sweet 16, almost beat Duke. If not for the two possessions that they turned the ball over that turned into Duke scores, we're talking about, what, bare minimum overtime in Omaha, Nebraska. So, to say Syracuse needs all these recruits to do this, do that, and do the other thing, the team is pretty well in place. And, of course, there's the Tyus Battle saga and the Tyus Battle sweepstakes and blah, 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 and people are ready to jump off a cliff with that. But the fact of the matter is, let's say what it is, okay? Syracuse had out there for them Barama Sidibe, who's coming back. They had Tyus Battle, who is still undecided. Frank Howard, who is coming back. Marek Dolajai, who is coming back. Pascal Chuku, who is coming back. O'Shea Brissett, who is coming back. Howard Washington Jr., coming back from injury. Elijah Hughes had to sit out the year. So everybody's back except for Matt Moyer, who really didn't play that much. So the team that made it to the Sweet 16, they're all coming back, except for we don't know about Tyus Battle. So I don't look at this like the sky is falling. Jalen Carey is coming in. Buddy Bayheim is coming in. Preferred walk-on who is on the show just a little bit ago as well that we have discussed here on the broadcast before. That Syracuse has some love coming in from a ton of different areas in different opportunities. Brendan Paul, preferred walk-on, who is a teammate and friends with Buddy Beheim, best friends with Buddy Beheim, he's coming in. So, it's not like Syracuse has nothing. And again, Darius Baisley made a decision that showed that he doesn't keep his word. 
He doesn't care if he signed on the dotted line. He doesn't care about rules. He just wants to do him. So you're essentially seeing somebody that, at least from the outside looking in, looks like a very selfish person, that if you put him on Syracuse's roster, you would have had him for a year and not after that. Then people would have complained that he left and went to the NBA. And when you see selfish moves being made, it shows you what type of player would he have been? Would he have been selfish? Would there would he have shared? Would it, would it have made sense? Would he have taken minutes away from other people and disrupted what's there? Syracuse made it to the Sweet 16 with what they had. So you don't want to disrupt what is working. You don't want to add a sunroof to a car without knowing that the car can handle that and it's going to look nice because the car's running okay. You want to be smart with the decisions that you're making. So, I'm not worried about the Darius Baisley thing, and I don't think fans should be worried about the Darius Baisley thing because I think that when you see selfish acts done, that shows me, is that the type of player that Syracuse would have got? And having a selfish player on an unselfish team, not the greatest. Now, Tyus Battle has had his positive moments and his moments where you're like, why was he selfish in this respect? Why was he taking it and not looking for a play? But he has a decision to make. And this decision is his own decision. This decision is not your decision. It is not my decision. It is not the decision of Cuse Nation and Orange Nation and this website and that website. It is his decision to make. Now, well, Dan, such an it broke that, you know, he's staying in according to a source. Did you read the article? It says, according to a source, he's staying. Okay. But again, he has interviews. Again, he has more time. Again, it sounds like there's a mixed bag of people that think he's a first-round pick, second-round pick, or maybe not draftable. Now, if the notion is he's already hit his ceiling and he's not going to go any higher than this, well, then he can look at this and say, okay, well, if they don't, if they don't think I'm ever going to get any better, then maybe I should just go now. I would want to disprove that. I would want to disprove that. If you think I can't get any better, I would want to disprove that. Now, I brought up the statistic that sticks to me, and if I'm an NBA scout, it's one of the first things I'm saying to him. Frank Howard was not an offensive player the first two years he was at Syracuse. In his junior season this past season, he was asked to be an offensive player and to shoot more. The more he shot, the better his percentage was. He had a higher percentage this year than he had last year by in taking more shots. Tyus Battle doubled to an exact number, doubled the amount of shots he took and his percentage went down. So as Frank Howard took more shots, he made more. He had a higher percentage. As Tyus Battle took more shots, his percentage lowered for field goal percentage. And that's something that I would say to him. You don't even have the highest field goal percentage on your team when it comes to shooters. And Frank Howard, who didn't even put his name in this, he did better the more shots he took. You did worse the more shots you took. So that isn't a good look for Tyus. What also is not a good look for Tyus is the fact that Tyus was in, and again, it's like Tyler Lydon. In freak, they were totally different situations. Tyus Battle, as a true freshman, was on a team where there were five scorers, including him. Andrew White the third, John Gillen the third, Tyus Battle, Tyler Lydon, Torian Thompson. Four out of those five taking the shot at the end of the game. 
Outside of Torian Thompson, Battle could have took the shot, Lydon could have took the shot, White could have took the shot, Gillen could have took the shot. Last year, it was Battle or Howard. Last year, he was the only returning scorer of the top five scorers on the team. It's like the Tyler Lydon situation. Tyler Lydon had to be everything, do everything, and then when Andrew White and John Gillen came onto the team and they could take the shots and Tyus Battle could take the shots and Tyler Lydon can kind of not have to be the guy, and then his game suffered, and I didn't think he should have won as a sophomore because I think that his sophomore year made him look obsolete and like a ghost on the court sometimes where his freshman season made him look like, I mean, he was making threes with one shoe on, trying to make it to the Final Four and advancing to the Final Four. I mean, I look at Tyler Lydon as a true freshman, and I say, okay, if he, and I said this on the show, if he did exactly the same as a sophomore that he did as a freshman and a little bit more, he could be a top 15 pick. But he went down. Now, granted, he got drafted, but he went down. Tyus Battle was one of five, but he didn't get lost in the shuffle. This year, when there was less on the team, Sometimes he made that shot, sometimes he didn't. He got better as the season went on, but there's still question marks about his consistency. There's question marks about his every day, is he the guy? Can he take that? Right now, and I I asked this question to one of my listeners yesterday. I said, Tyus Battle, is he the sixth man on any NBA team right now? And he said no. And I said no. We're not talking about a starter. I'm talking about is he the sixth man? No. Then come back, work out, get prepared. I'm not saying he's not talented. Okay, don't get it twisted. I respect Tyus Battle. I respect them all. I'm stating this like I would state this if it was my child. If it was my son, I would say... You've had two totally different teams. And now, as a junior, you're finally going to get some depth. As a junior, you don't have to play 40 minutes a game. You can hone your skills. You don't have to worry about being fatigued. Some of those shots that go up after playing for 40 minutes, you're going to be fatigued. They're not going to go in. People don't look at that. They say, well, he missed 10 shots and he made five. Okay, well, how about the fact that he's exhausted? How about the fact that he plays the whole entire game? But that's where the Frank Howard argument comes in because Frank and him played the whole game and Frank's percentages were higher. So that argument, you can't jump over if you're Tyus, but having to play that whole stretch, it's going to make you a better player. It's going to make you a stronger player. But look at O'Shea Brissett. O'Shea Brissett could have said, I'm going to the NBA. And I would have understood if he said, I'm going to go to the NBA because of how he advanced and what he did. But at the same time, is he a consistent jump shooter? No. Is he a consistent three-point shooter? No. Is he consistent inside? No. Is he consistent on the free throw line? No. Is he consistent defensively? No. So he comes back to build on those things. Tyus Battle has a lot of those same question marks. So it makes sense for Tyus to come back. And I'm not saying this because I cover Syracuse. I'm not saying this because I was born and raised in Syracuse. If I was Tyus's father, I would say, Tyus, the draft is built on hype, right? The NBA draft is built on hype. And with that being said, 
with the NBA draft being built on hype, DeAndre Ayton, Luka Doncic, Marvin Bagley III, Jaron Jackson Jr., Michael Porter Jr., Mo Bamba, Wendell Carter, Trey Young, Colin Sexton, Mikael Bridges, Kevin Knox, Miles Bridges, Gary Trent Jr., Lonnie Walker IV, potentially, Aaron Holiday, Dante DiVincenzo, Jalen Brunson, Trayvon Duval, they're going to get drafted early. And if those guys get drafted ahead of you, we're looking at low 20s. I'm thinking realistically second round. And I know that it's very hard to get into the NBA because there's thousands of players that try every year and there's only 60 spots to get drafted. But if you're a second round guy, and not the early part of the second round, if you're a second round guy and we're talking about like, let's hope you get drafted, then I wouldn't go. If you're telling, if I'm if I'm hearing from viable, like real sources, if I have really, really good intel that's saying, some of us consider you a top 10, top 15, top 20. We definitely can't see you dropping out of the top 20. We see you in the first round. You know, worst case scenario, we see you going 31, 32, something like that. The top of the second round. Then I'm like, okay, I love you, Syracuse. I'm going to the NBA. But I see Tyus Battle in the 50s right now. And again, that's not disrespect. I'm stating an obvious fact. As an impartial broadcaster, that's what we have to do on the show. As much as I appreciate Tyus, respect Tyus, enjoy talking with Tyus, want to see him do well, and feel that he has done so much for Syracuse, I still think they're going to pick him 55-60. to 60. On some of these mock drafts, he's not even in it. On other mock drafts, he's in it in the second round. On other mock drafts, he's in it in the first round at the end of the first round, which I don't see happening. But some have put him there. Some have put him at the top of the second round. But he's all over the place. And if I've learned anything about that... You know, it's like, look at Dante Green, right? Look at Dante Green, Malachi Richardson, Tyler Lawton. They're told you're this is you're gonna get here, you're gonna get there, you're gonna have this, you're gonna have that. But Malachi didn't get drafted where he was told he was gonna be drafted, as far as I'm concerned. Tyler Ennis. You know, we look at these situations. Even Michael Carter Williams, who was Rookie of the Year. And, you know, and obviously he got drafted and got to do his thing. He's been all over the place. I want a team to fall in love with me and hold on to me. Because, you say, well, Dan, you're in the NBA, so that's great. Yeah, it is great. It is great. But when you're on a different team every single year, it's hard to find your footing and it's and you don't really feel valued. If you're always a trade piece, you don't feel valued. You feel like the third, fourth, tenth person that such and such wants to bring to the dance. If all these people say no, then I'll play, I'll bring you, I'll play you, I'll put you out there. That's how it feels. And I don't want these guys to be put in situations like that where they feel like that. If someone's going to draft Tyus Battle, I want his butt to be out there on the floor. Whether it's the Spurs, the Grizzlies, the Raptors, the, the Lakers, whoever. I want him to get a shot. 
And, well, you know, the argument of, well, Dan, there's nothing that can train a player better than, than being in the NBA and having to practice against NBA players. That's great. But I want to play. Okay? I want to play. If I'm going to the NBA, I want to play. I don't sit in my studio 10 feet away from my microphone and say, I hope someone will let me be on it. I grab the microphone and I go to work. If I'm Tyus Battle, I don't want to sit there in my warm-up saying, wow, Kevin Durant's doing great for us today. I want to play. And I think that if he comes back this junior season, that he has an opportunity to differentiate like Tyler Lydon couldn't. Tyler did a lot of great things and then kind of disappeared. So people saw yay and nay, and then it was like, well, where is he really at? I think your junior season shows where, in the and not in everybody's case, but in Tyus's case, it shows, okay, where is he going to be at now? He was one of five shooters. Then he was the 40-minute man. Now he's got some depth. Now there's a team where you could put Jalen Carey out there, Buddy Bayheim out there, Elijah Hughes out there, Frank Howard out there. There's depth in the backcourt. And now that there's depth in the backcourt, he could get a break. Now that there's depth in the backcourt, he can carve out who he is. Now that there's depth in the backcourt, he can show what roles he can play in multidimensional and what he can do. It's not just, what's the play at the end of the game? Give the ball to Tyus and he's going to take the shot. That there can actually be a systematic who am I? What am I going to be? How can I do this? Who makes me better? When this guy's out there, I could do this. When this guy's out there, I could do that. When you're on a team that only has five and a half, six guys, it's hard to show, well, I could do this and I could do that because he's just shooting. He's just being the shooter. I have to be the shooter. I have to shoot the ball because there's nobody, There's besides Frank and O'Shea, who's going to shoot the ball? So now that Buddy's coming in, now that Jalen Carey's coming in, now that Elijah Hughes can can play, as I'm told, that he could go into the backcourt and the frontcourt. So now that we have all of that going on and Frank Howard coming back, there's an opportunity for Tyus Battle to not have to just be the shooter, but to be somebody who can set up, somebody who can come off of a pick and roll, make it happen. He can do different things now instead of just put the ball in my hands and I'm going to hold on to it for 15 seconds until I get a good shot. And yes, some of that is coaching and some of that is planning and, and, and scheming that Syracuse doesn't seem to run any plays, which drives people nuts, including myself. Because if I didn't know all 10 plays that the coach gave us, I had to sit on the bench. If I didn't know motion and the four different things that we could do with motion, then I'm not out there dribbling the ball up the court. I'm handing the ball to somebody else, and now I don't get to be the point guard. Now I have to run the play and start at the bottom of the, or start at the top of the key or start at the baseline because I have proven to my coach I don't know what I'm doing. I like when plays are run. I don't like every man for himself. I don't like let's just see what happens. I like plays to be run. So Tyus is in a situation where he was on two totally different teams. And I want year three to be the year that he can truly show the NBA scouts, here's everything that I can do. The thing that is also in this discussion, though, is that these NBA scouts saw him last year. And now they're seeing him this year. And if and if they're telling him, and I'm not saying they are, I'm saying if. If they're telling, because people, you know, unless, unless you're talking to the scouts or you're eavesdropping on the scouts, 
You can't tell me what every scout said to this man. And you can't tell me what the interviews were behind closed doors unless you know somebody behind the closed door. And I'm not going to pretend to know something I don't know because that's not good journalism. And some people say that's journalism 101. That's that's journalism negative 101, and you should probably do something else with your life if you're lying to the populace, which a lot of people tend to do. But if Tyus is hearing, if Tyus is hearing the same stuff he heard last year, well, Tyus, we don't really think you improved in anything. We just, we think that this is what you are. And we don't think you're going to get any better. In all, in all honesty, I don't know if we're going to look at you in a third time around. I think it's kind of this is what we see and this is who you are. If that's the case, I personally would want to prove that wrong. That's me. But there's the other edge of the sword, which is if they don't think Tyus is going to get any better and they're giving him the same notes they gave him last year at the NBA Draft Combine, then he may think it's time to go. Because he could say, well, if I stay in college one more year, what good is it going to do me? That's what people need to understand. It's not just a simple yes and no. To me, he benefits from coming back another year. But on the other end of this and the other side of the argument, does he benefit if they think that he hasn't changed in two years? And how does he handle his interview process? Well, Tyus, we really didn't like your shooting or, or you were kind of disappeared in the game. But when we ask you these questions about life and about our team and about this and about that, we love the answers you gave us and we think that you're worth it. See, people, t- you can't you can't discredit all the things that happen and people can't pretend to know all the things that happen unless they know all the things that happen. And in Tyus's case, this is going to be his decision and his decision alone. Not his father's decision, not his brother's decision, not his friend's decision, not Frank Howard or O'Shea Brissett or Jim Beheim or you or me. This is his decision to make. I can argue him staying. I can also argue him leaving if the scouts are telling him, you have not elevated your game at all from where we saw it. And that's not to say it's bad. If they say, we think that you're at an 87 percentile and we still see you at 87, we don't. we didn't see you change right? We think these are your ball handling skills. These are your shooting skills. These are this, this is that. And we don't think that we're going to see any better. Then he could look and say, you know what? Maybe I should just go. He could also say, I've spent two years in front of these scouts and I don't know what a third year is going to do me, right? He could also say, I made it to the sweet 16. I don't want to go back and chance it. I don't want to go back and get injured. There's all these things that he can say. And they're valuable arguments. It's not an open and shut case. And that, and the the older I get, the more I learn as a broadcaster and as a journalist and as a reporter, the more I branch out and educate myself that conversations that we have, and even I've had in the past, I haven't maybe covered every base. And I've grown to say and been around this game enough to say and have been around these players enough on personal, professional levels to say that... There's so much that goes into it, and if I'm Tyus, I'm going, well, if I go back, I got one more ride with Frank. I got one more ride with O'Shea. If I, you know, if I'm Tyus, I could say, if I go back, I know O'Shea is going to come out after being a sophomore to the NBA, and then it's him and I vying for spots, and I don't want to vie for spots with my dude. So there's that side of it, right? And people could say, well, that's nothing, but I'm just saying. I'm giving you every scenario. So he could say, you know what, I don't want to battle 
my own teammate, pun intended, to for a spot in the NBA. He could also say, I want more one more ride with O'Shea. I want one more ride with Frank. He could say, I want to prove that without Darius Baisley and with all the stuff that we can still be something special. I want to come back and prove we weren't a fluke. I want to come back and prove that we should have been in the Elite Eight or even farther than that. He can come back and say that. He can also say... The scouts told me that I'm not going to show them any more than they've already seen. He can also say, I don't want to be on another team and have to figure this out again. He could also say, you know what? I'm done with school. I'm tired. There's a lot of things that he could say. So it's not just an easy, well, he's going to screw Syracuse over, screw him. And anybody that thinks that way, and anybody that's being disrespectful to Tyus Battle, you are a very, it's not your maybe you are, you are a very unhappy person. You are a very unhappy person. And you're putting that unhappiness on Tyus, hoping that he will accept it. And just like gifts are gifts, bad things are gifts too. You can wrap bad emotions in, in a basket. You can wrap good emotions in a basket. Tyus needs to choose not to take those. I choose not to take those. I don't want your bad gift. And Tyus doesn't want your bad gift. If you think that Tyus Battle is going to, and the thing is, the word, and if Tyus listens to you, he could be like, you know what, screw this. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here with these fans that are so negative and hateful. I don't want to be around that. So in all honesty, as was said by James Suba, who I'm seeing right now, whether Tyus Battle decides to return to Syracuse or begin his professional career, just be nice, please. And that's exactly what we're getting at right now. Just be nice. Okay? Syracuse offered him an opportunity to have this opportunity to go to the NBA. So for everybody's like, oh, you know, he, he's, not, he's not a Syracuse orange, he's not true, he's not this. Syracuse helped him get to where he is today. He helped Syracuse get to where they were this past season. So he will always be a part of Syracuse. He will always be a part of the history. And how dare you cheer on the team in the Sweet 16 but not cheer on Tyus Battle. This is a kid living his dreams. You have no right to tell him what he can do. You have no right to tell him what he can do. I want him to do whatever makes him happy. And he hasn't hired an agent yet. So he's obviously still thinking about it as opposed to reports that he's not. But this is his decision to make and make it he shall. And we, as human beings, shall support him no matter what. Because he is not hurting anybody. He is not holding a gun to anybody's head. And no one should be holding one to his head. This is his dream. This is his aspiration, and he has more than earned the right to live his own dang life. We'll take a step aside. We'll come back in just a moment. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. This is Jimmer Sikowski, owner-operator of Chick-fil-A Cicero, 7916 Brewerton Road in Cicero, right in front of the Home Depot. I had a deep feeling that God wanted me to do something bigger with my life and to help people, help others. I kept putting Chick-fil-A in my life, and I realized as I was going through the franchise selection 
process that uh, positively impacted the lives of others was really core to what we do here at Chick-fil-A. First of all, it starts with the food. The food is brought in fresh daily. You know, we bring in local produce. We prepare to order in the kitchen. We hand bread our chicken. We hand spin our milkshakes. It's it's great food. It doesn't taste like fast food. I, I think the second thing is is the way people feel when they come in a Chick-fil-A restaurant. It's different. We we try to treat people with intentional kindness here, which is very different and deeper than good customer service. And so. I think it feels remarkable for most people to come in a Chick-fil-A restaurant. And then lastly, the impact that we try to have in the community is very different. It's a big part of the expectation of every operator of a Chick-fil-A restaurant is that they're actively engaged in their community, they're a leader in the community, and they're, they're making a difference. When they realize that what we're striving to do is to shine a little light in their life, that's a very, very different experience uh, than you will have in any other quick service restaurant. And it's that remarkable experience that I think people will emotionally connect with. Gear up with the real deal at Dreising Apparel. Creating what people are going to see and learn about you before they even meet you. Gear up for what you need for your team, business, or event. To look professional, look good, and feel good, outfit yourself at drysigapparel.com. That's D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G apparel.com. The only place to gear up with the real deal. What's the universal language of a fan? Clapping your hands. With Fan Hands, the ultimate sports fan accessory, find your team color, slip them on, and start cheering on your favorite team with 11 different colors always in stock on FanHands.com, where you'll find the ultimate sports fan accessory. Real fans wear Fan Hands. Utica Pizza Company spells family, your family, my family, their family. The recipes that they have shared with each other throughout the years and have now been so gracious to share them with us. I can sit here and talk with you about all the great things that are on the menu. We'd be here forever. So let me say this. Utica Pizza Company is second to none. And now you can bring it home with you and you can dine in in the restaurant. UticaPizzaCompany.com will give you all the information that you need. And let me say, these Utica Greens, they're the best. Utica Pizza Company. Call them and place your order at 315-214-3060. That's 315-214-3060. Families break bread at Utica Pizza Company. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Speaking before the break on Tyus Battle, and I promise you that we'd speak on Oshun Oshinui, who has decided to go to St. Bonaventure as opposed to Syracuse. But you know what, folks? There is a silver lining, and that silver lining is that he didn't choose Georgetown either. So to all the Syracuse fans that are really upset and frustrated that Oshun Oshinui chose to go to St. Bonaventure over Syracuse, please remember that he chose to go to St. Bonaventure over Georgetown too. So Syracuse didn't get it, but Georgetown didn't get it either so you know since people don't like georgetown no matter what 
Syracuse fans don't like Georgetown when they're playing Cornell. Syracuse fans don't like Georgetown when they're playing Binghamton. So you can rest assured that he will not be in a Hoyas jersey, even though he's not in a Syracuse jersey, but he will be in a St. Bonaventure jersey. And can we say that St. Bonnie's, I mean, this is the thing, you know, Syracuse fans, I understand the frustration because you want something, right? It's like being on eBay and bidding on something. Right? You don't get it. You're mad at everybody. You're, you're mad at whoever got it. But you never had it. Right? You didn't ha- It's not like you had it and you lost it. Well, Darius Baisley kind of. But it's it happens. You know, they, they never step foot on the floor. Trayvon Duval, like I said, okay, he didn't choose Syracuse. Well, he spent 15 seconds at Duke. See you later. Bye. Orange Avengers said, mad at eBay snipers. You know what? I'm an eBay sniper. I just eBay sniped in the last couple seconds a Larry Bird autograph card with a piece of his jersey. A thank you. So (laughs) I'm very proud of myself about that. eBay snipers, be warned. Your boy figured out how to get a little bit of that going for myself. Looking through my glass and aiming up that shot just right. eBay sniping with like two seconds left. So thank you very much on that one. But getting back to Oshun Ashinui, it's... (laughs) Yeah, it's sad because, oh, you didn't get them, right? You didn't get the sweepstakes. You didn't get them. But how quickly did fans forget what Syracuse did get? You know, Syracuse pulls in a recruit, doesn't get another one, and everybody's like, well, let's jump off the cliff. What about what Syracuse pulled in? What about what Syracuse has? What about Jalen Carey? Showing some respect and some love to Jalen Carey. What about that? Are you supposed to just totally forget about Jalen Carey? You're supposed to totally forget about Buddy Bayheim? Are you supposed to forget about preferred walk-on Brendan Paul? Are you supposed to forget about all these guys? Are you supposed to forget about Frank Howard? And Robert Braswell, he just committed. He just committed to Syracuse. Out of Blythewood, South Carolina, just committed to Syracuse. Robert Braswell said yes to the Orange and... Oshun Oshunui said no, and everybody's like, well, what are we going to do? There's three guys coming in. Everybody's returning except for we don't know about Tyus yet. Matthew Moyer's leaving, but Matthew Moyer didn't play a lot of quality minutes and wasn't in a lot of games. So you're losing Matthew Moyer, but you're not losing much output. It's the same with Chris McCullough. I was like, who's going to cry over four points and two rebounds a game? You got three coming in, you got everybody else coming back, and you're waiting on Tyus. This team did something special with five and a half to six guys last year. This this year now, like I said, they will have depth at point guard, shooting guard, forward, and center, irregardless of anything that happens from here. Robert Braswell coming to the Orange. 6-9. On a team that already features 7-2, guards, and 6-10, and 6-8. The shortest person that could be out there for Syracuse this year as a scholarship player is 6'3", Howard Washington Jr. The tallest is 7'2". I think Syracuse will find a way to be okay. 
That's what I'm saying. Get off the ledge, folks. It's going to be all right. Oshun Oshunui said no to the orange. There will be another day for life. And sidebar, can we show some love to St. Bonaventure and what they're doing? They were extremely fun to watch. And I want to thank all the St. Bonnie's fans that linked up with my show during the NCAA tournament and have continued to link to my show and to the positive words. I mean, we we had very kind words. We were the best coverage of St. Bonaventure by far of them in the tournament. We got that. The head coach of St. Bonnie's threw his arm around me and said, you're an honorary Bonnie now after him and I had a one-on-one interview in the locker room. You know, it's, can we be happy for another school in the state of New York? St. Bonaventure is doing something special, right? They're not that bowl over team. You know, people, when you looked at, when you were a Syracuse fan and you looked at the schedule and you said Cornell win, Colgate win, Binghamton win, Buffalo win, Bonnie's win, da 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 win, just, just wreak havoc against all these teams in the state of New York. Now, there's something to be said about these teams in the state of New York. There's something to be said about Cornell within the last decade. There's something to be said about St. Bonnie's right now. There's something to be said about Buffalo right now. I know Syracuse fans want to win every game, and so does St. Bonaventure, and so does Buffalo, and so on and so forth. But can we be happy for St. Bonaventure? Can we show a little bit of love and respect for St. Bonaventure? It's been a long time for St. Bonnie's to not be that team that just looks like an automatic win on the schedule. Look at what they've become. Look at what they fought to. And I will tell you this, Syracuse fans travel well. St. Bonaventure fans were louder than any fan base in the building in Dayton, Ohio for the first four. Of all eight teams that were there, they were by far the loudest, rowdiest fans above Syracuse. It was Bonnie's, Syracuse, UCLA had some love, but St. Bonaventure, the house was loud for them. And if you came to the Dome, the house was loud for them at the Dome. And if you came to the Buffalo-Syracuse game in the Dome, you thought that you were in Buffalo because the Buffalo fans were extremely loud. I love that the in-state rivalries can actually be rivalries. We call them rivalries, but it's not a rivalry if you win 100 games and they win 10. It's not a rivalry if your record against them is 112-2. to You know? Syracuse has a long-standing rivalry with Cornell. No, they don't. Who considers Cornell to be a threat? So if Cornell starts playing closer games and Syracuse winning 87 to 85, everybody's like, oh my God, that's going to affect the rankings. That's going to affect the committee. That's going to do this. That's going to do that. How about it's a good game? My mom always said, I always want my team to win, but I want them to play a good game. I don't want them to blow anybody out because then it's boring. I'm excited to see what the future is going to hold. And yes, Oshun Oshunui did not pick Syracuse, but he picked St. Bonaventure. And again, just like I said about Tyus Battle, say congratulations to this young man. Show this young man some love. Give him some support because this is his life. It's not yours. This is his. And again, Syracuse fans... You didn't get Oshun Oshunui, but the state of New York did. And Georgetown didn't. 
and I know that that's going to put a smirk on some people's faces this morning. It's like you're crying, but you're laughing at the same time. It's like, well, we didn't get them, but screw George Georgetown, they didn't either. That's how Syracuse fans are about everything. They're like eating a slice of pizza at Utica Pizza. They're like, I love this chicken riggy pizza, and Georgetown, and Georgetown still sucks. That's, I mean, that's that's what you get. The Syracuse-Georgetown rivalry is a rivalry that if they don't play each other for three years, people will be like, on their wedding day, I love you, babe, and Georgetown still sucks. I'd like to accept this award for the movie that I just did, and Georgetown still sucks. That's how Syracuse fans react to Georgetown, even if they don't play them for years at a time. And now that I mentioned Chicken Reggie Pizza, my butt has to go to Utica Pizza today, and I will right after the show, and you should too. We'll be back here in just a moment to speak on that special segment that I love so very much with Utica Pizza, and that is the ingredients to success in just a moment. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is located on 3680 Milton Avenue in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315-487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. This is Kira from Looking Glass Events, where we're always giving you a reason to celebrate. Whether you have a small business, large business, personal event, or wedding, we are available to plan and coordinate your dream event to life. Every detail, every step, Looking Glass Events is working with you all the way. Call us at 315-702-4653. That's 315-702-4653. Or contact us through our website, lgweddingsandevents.com. Looking Glass Events giving you a reason to celebrate. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. Proud to be here with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. We will, though, be on vacation, which is an unheard of thing on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. I never say it. We will be on vacation this Thursday, Friday, and then next Monday and Tuesday. So for this week, you will hear me on the live broadcast Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then you'll hear me the following Wednesday and so on and so forth. From there, reason being, I'm taking a nice, nice relaxation time with the wife, and I cannot wait. So having some fun with the wife and... I'm very, very, very much looking forward to relaxing with one of the greatest people that I know. So big ups to the lady. And I can't wait to spend some time with her coming up here very, very soon. 
With that being said, I appreciate the fact that you are with us every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, and you'll have the opportunity to listen over 960 shows by going to, to by going to wakeupcalldt.com and clicking on the TuneIn Radio, Podbean Podcast, iTunes Podcast, or the RSS feed. Any one of those, whatever tickles your fancy, will get you straight to the show and over 960 archived audio files of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora from now all the way back to July of 2012. So thank you for your listenership. And you can also read articles on wakeupcalldt.com and watch videos on Facebook Live as well as on Wake Up Call DT on Facebook. You can go to all the videos on facebook.com backslash wakeupcalldt and on youtube.com backslash wakeupcalldt. Want to make it easy? Just bookmark wakeupcalldt.com. You'll get the last 10 episodes on the homepage that are uploaded. you get get in Radio, the iTunes podcast, the Podbean podcast, the RSS feed, and on the bottom of the homepage, you'll have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. All at your disposal. All by going to wakeupcalldt.com and be one click away from everything that you need. So even though you'll miss me and I'll miss you, you won't have to miss me too much because you'll still be connected to the show and you'll still be able to hear me as much as you want throughout the day. So thank you for all your support. We have to talk about Boston and Cleveland, okay? If it's <laughs> home sweet home means anything to Dorothy, it means something to the Boston Celtics and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Home sweet home. Boston plays in Boston, Massachusetts, and they go up 2-0. They go to Cleveland, Ohio, and lose their mind. Now, I will say this. The game was a whole lot better than a 30-point debacle by Boston. They only lost the game by 9. They outscored the Cleveland Cavaliers in the second, third, and fourth quarters. Their downfall was the opening quarter that amped up Cleveland Cavaliers Arena, getting everybody jazzed, everybody riled up, LeBron throwing up, his chalk or whatever the heck, smoke, yay, doing that thing, the lights, people screaming, happy, excited, the king's in the house, yada, 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 the king's holding court, and the game started off largely in favor of the Cleveland Cavaliers, up 34-18 to after the first quarter. But Boston outscored Cleveland 35-34, to 23-21, and 26-22 to every quarter after that. If they hadn't given up what they gave up in the first quarter, it's a different game. Now, this could bode well for, Cle- or for Boston in showing you what they've done, how to adjust from Game 3 to Game 4, because they won Game 1 and they won Game 2, but they lost Game 3 by 30, and they did not win any quarter against Cleveland in Cleveland. So in Game 3, where they lost by 30, they were down in the first, second, third, and fourth quarters. Now, in Game 4, they lose that game, but instead of losing by 30, they lose by 9, and they outscore Cleveland in the second, third, and fourth quarter. So they've shown that they can adjust to mistakes early on in the game and get the better of Cleveland. It was just that they had had... They gave away way too much in the beginning that they couldn't make up for all of it, and time ran out. But Boston got completely outscored in Game 3. In Game 4, second, third, and fourth quarter. So if that shows you anything, it shows you that they have made adjustments, gotten better, and have proven that they can be better on the road against Cleveland. So when they have to go back on the road against Cleveland, 
maybe they can take care of business. Because the way the series goes is that the top team gets two games at home to start. So Boston had two, Cleveland had two, now it goes 1-1-1. So it's Boston two, Cleveland two, game five is Boston, game six is Cleveland, game seven is Boston. So Boston will have two out of the next three games at home. But if Boston can win at home in game five and they can show that the trend that they were setting from game three's debacle to game four's improvement, then maybe they could take care of business in game six. Boston Celtics and the Cleveland Cavaliers showing that home court advantage is everything and then some of what we say it is because look, I mean, look at what, look at the, look, just look at it. But in game four, it was different. In game four, we saw more of Boston fighting. Game three, it was like, it was, honestly, it was like when Toronto played him. It was the big bad wolf. Oh my God, we're playing LeBron James. Let's just give up now. And they say the role players play better at home. Well, George Hill, he had 13. Tristan Thompson had 13. But Kevin Love only had nine in the game. Corver off the bench had 14 points in 25 minutes. Four for seven from the field. Made all of his free throws. Had four defensive rebounds, three blocks, and no turnovers. Let me say that again. Kyle Corver had three blocks. Because that was something that was keyed in on, too, on SportsCenter is that Kyle Korver had good defense, that he negated some shots by Boston. And think about it. His three blocks, that's three shots for Boston, at least three. So he is literally, that nine-point difference, he's the difference. And I'm not saying that they were all three-point shots that he blocked, but I'm saying you block a shot. So now let's say he doesn't have those three blocks, and it's 111 108, and there's a couple seconds left, and Boston can take that last second heave. So, we don't talk about defense a lot in the NBA. Kyle Korver played some good defense this past game. And Marcus Smart, he had five turnovers. He continues to not be a lot to this. I mean, a lot off the bench for the Boston Celtics. Semi Ojale only played nine minutes. He had three points in the game. Jalen Brown. I love how it's like Jalen Brown. People want to say, well, can he do this? Can he do this? 25 points in 40 minutes. Terry Rozier, 16 points. Jason Tatum, 17. Al Horford, 15. Marcus Morris, 10. Once again, every member of the starting five of the Celtics scored in double figures. So, you know, I'm looking at this team and I'm saying, okay, you know, Kyle Kyle Korver was the difference. His blocks and his 14 points off the bench were the difference. He was the difference in this game because Boston's bench didn't give him that much. Boston's bench provided 19 points, while Cleveland's bench had 14 from Kyle Korver alone, and ultimately their bench gave them 23. So... LeBron's going to be LeBron, right? He had 44 points. He had 42 points and a triple-double and a loss in Game 2. He had 44 points in this game. Bron's going to be Bron, okay? But in a game where you hold Kevin Love to 9 and you hold J.R. Smith to 9, and that's when you have to... And it's hard to do this. When LeBron's going off, it's hard to sneak over to Kyle Korver and double-team him. It's hard to 
get on Tristan Thompson and George Hill knowing that they could dish it off to LeBron James. That's why LeBron's so good, because you have to key in on him always, but when these other guys start to do a little bit, when they start to heat up a little bit, that's when the team gets vicious, because Kyle Korver, what he did off the bench, offensively and defensively, that's a catalyst. That's a key ingredient to winning the game. That's an ingredient to success. Proudly brought to you by Utica Pizza Company. It was Kyle Korver. In in this game, it was Kyle Korver. Boston is a balanced team. They played eight players in the game. All their starting five scored in double figures. Two out of their three bench players were just shy of double figures. With eight apiece. Baines and Smart. Ojale had three. So you got almost everybody on your team in double figures that played in the game. And Kyle Korver was the guy to get it done. When you have a game where you... Because you're never going to silence LeBron James. But when you can make Kevin Love quiet, when he's not having a good shooting night, he was 3 for 12. 1 for 4 from 3 point. LeBron was 1 for 4 from 3 point. When you can do those things, right? When LeBron's not making his threes and Love's not making his threes, these are the games you have to capitalize on. These are the games you have to win. Because LeBron James isn't going to be quiet forever, and you would like to think that Kevin Love is not going to be quiet forever either. But the ingredient to success, number one, is being at home, obviously, in this series, and number two is Kyle Korver in this game. It's just funny how people say home court advantage, home court advantage. Oh, Dan, home court advantage. It's a crock of Really? Because Boston had the series, then Cleveland tied the series, and now we're back to square one. Now, Cleveland, when everybody's like, oh my God, thank you, Boston. I'm not a Boston fan, but I don't want to see LeBron anymore. I'd love to see somebody new. Now we have to play a three-game series, potentially. At least a two-game series from here on out. Ingredients to success for Boston, do what you can to try and slow down LeBron going to the basket. Get rebounds. Don't give them second chance opportunities. And you can call that an easy fundamental, Dan, everybody should do that, but you'd be amazed how many people don't and how many times did Syracuse not get offensive boards in the last decade. So with that being said, and that's how teams win games. And Syracuse not getting an offense, not, Syracuse not prevent. Syracuse failing to prevent an offensive board against Notre Dame gave Notre Dame a win at the buzzer at the Dome this past season. So go check your source. So here's the thing. You got to get rebounds. You got to minimize the opportunities that Cleveland's going to get, right? You got to take good shots and you can't allow Cleveland to get happy early, get excited early, get with it early because Boston handled their business in Game 4, better than they did at all in Game 3, but that first quarter of, of Game 4 looked like the entire game of Game 3. The residual effects. The, oh my God, we're playing the Big Bad Wolf in his lair. That went into the first quarter of Game 4. Then Boston was like, screw this, we're Boston. And they started playing well. And they won every quarter. But it wasn't enough. Boston has to be on their A game. You cannot beat LeBron James playing a B game, a C game, a D game, or an A an A minus game. You got to be an A plus plus all the time. That's how you beat LeBron James. And again, Golden State's on the other side of this thing. And Golden State, everybody wants to talk about LeBron James. Golden State 
if anybody can dictate a game and dictate the pace and dictate what's going to happen better than LeBron James, it's Golden State. When Golden State's like, we'll let you win a game so you can feel better about yourself, then we're going to beat your butt when we go back home. I mean, it's Golden State is Golden State is Golden State. So I'm concerned for Boston and Cleveland after this. But Boston, for everything that they have done, you don't give out trophies for almost doing it. And they know that. Just keep in mind that they are doing this without Kyle or Ky, without Kyrie Irving. And know that they are doing this without Gordon Hayward. And know that they didn't have Gordon Hayward the whole season to be the second best team above Cleveland in the East. Just remember that. Remember that everything they're doing right now came without what people would argue their two best players are on their roster. Just remember that. No matter what happens. Ingredients to success, you got to play all four quarters. You can't allow LeBron to have momentum at any point in the game, especially in the first quarter. You got to take care of home court. And your players off your bench have to compete. They got to bring it. Because with the Cavaliers, like with the Miami Heat, if Kyle Korver gets going, when when LeBron was there, if Kyle Korver gets going, or Clarkson gets going, or Green gets going, or Nance gets going, or Smith gets going, or the, if any of these players are going to make it happen, LeBron's going to do what LeBron has to do. He's going to give you 30 to 50 points a game. So he gets you to 44. Now you got to find 60 some odd points. And when Corver and Hill and Thompson and Love, I don't expect Kevin Love to have nine points in game number five. I expect him to have double digits. You have to play your game. You have to dictate the pace. And you have to understand you're going to give up points to them, but you cannot ever allow them to be comfortable. It's a game of runs. You have to have more than they do. Ingredients to success for Boston, look at the big bad wolf and blow his house down. That's how you win. Can't be afraid. Toronto was afraid. They looked afraid. They looked terrified. And they didn't win. Boston, you made it all this way without your top two players. But you know what? Nobody's going to think about that and remember that in the grand broad scope of the average basketball fan if you don't go to the NBA Finals. But if you beat LeBron, it's going to, you beat LeBron without Kyrie and Gordon Hayward. That's going to sit for a long time. Coming up tonight, we got a, we have another bout with Golden States and Houston. This is game number four. Golden State leads two to one, and this game is in Golden State. This is the one that the Rockets has, have to steal. The Rockets steal this one. They, like Boston, have two out of the next three games at home if they need them. So, this is a game that the Rockets 
have to have. And under and, and again, people Dan, of course they have to have it because if not, they'll be down three to no, they have to have this game. LeBron's down three to one. I'm still concerned of LeBron. Rockets go down three to one of the Warriors. It's only a matter of time. They got to figure out a way to steal this one. Ingredients to success. Tell Steph Curry and Kevin Durant that the game is in Houston. <laughs> so that's the ingredients to success for this game. Be James Harden, call and pretend to be Adam Silver and say that the game's been moved to Houston. That's your ingredients to success for this one. Folks, it's been a great day. It's going to continue to be a great day. Thank you so much for tuning into the broadcast. I love you much. And I cannot wait to hang out at Utica Pizza. I'm going there to eat. And I am shooting a video today with Charlie DeGristina and Phil Russo. We are bringing two Guidos in a kitchen to you once again, but now it's going to be three Guidos in a kitchen. And we're going to be talking about all the jarred sauces as well as the tomato pies that you can buy all over the state of New York. I am ecstatic about this video. It's Charlie's first one. So usher him in and show him some love. We're going to be airing that on Facebook as well as Twitter and Instagram and on YouTube. So make sure that you're checking it out and doing what you can to be a part of Utica Pete's company by going there to 628 South Main Street in North Syracuse, New York, right by the Sweetheart Corners, as well as calling them for takeout, delivery, and catering, 315-214-3060. That's 315-214-3060. And it is the home of the best chicken riggy pizza you will have in your life, which is why it's the wake-up call number one pick and it's probably going to be what I'm eating today. Listen, whatever I eat at Utica Pizza, I fall in love with. So it's all Phil's fault. He does a phenomenal job. So <sighs> they say there's nothing like Italian home cooking. Thank God that Utica Pizza Company feels just like Italian home cooking from my mom and my grandma's. Shout out to Phil for the great work he's done and Charlie as well. Looking forward to shooting the video today. And we will be back with you tomorrow morning, Wednesday, May 23rd. We have so much because we're going to be off the air live on Thursday and Friday. I'm putting everything together from those days. So tomorrow's show, Wednesday, May 23rd, we'll have the annoying moment of the week to start off the show. Then we will have on the broadcast... We will be moving coaching with class and merging that with significant sound bites. And we will have that one mega segment feature Katie Kalinske from over in Seattle after watching Brianna Stewart and hanging out with Mike Hopkins. We're going to spend some time with her tomorrow morning. Then Coach Q is going to join me live and be a part of the show. And then after Coach Q joins me live and is a part of the show from Syracuse women's basketball. Then we will go into West Genesee girls lacrosse and the live broadcast that we did from the Wildcat sports pub will have its rewind on the show tomorrow for everybody that couldn't make it and wanted to be a part of it. And everybody that did make it that just wants to hear it again and hear the love and support for West Genesee. That will all be happening on tomorrow's broadcast in and of itself, in its entirety, Katie Kalinsky, Coach Q, the annoying moment of the week, significant sound bites, coaching with class, and the West Genesee Wildcats girls across special for the number one seeded West Genesee girls across team with Emma Perry, as well as Adriana Nojame, Eliza McCall, and head coach Kevin Hennigan from the Wildcats Sports Pub. Much love to Danny and Heather Tome, Nikki Armstrong, and the entire team at the Wildcat. And then... Tomorrow night, Wednesday, May 23rd at 6 p.m., it's what you've all been waiting for and what you've all been excited about and constantly reposting, and I thank you all for this. Your support has been 
amazing, and we can't wait to go out there to Chick-fil-A Cicero to do our next broadcast from Chick-fil-A Cicero, and that is going to be something called Remarkable Athletes. It is our Remarkable Athletes segment, Remarkable Athletes Senior Spotlight, which will feature Amani Free from Girls Basketball at CNS, Eric Pride from Football, Jessica Manili from Girls Lacrosse, and Lucas Merluzzi from Football and Basketball at CNS. The CNS Remarkable Athletes Senior Spotlight live show from Chick-fil-A. Come and see us Wednesday, May 23rd at 6 p.m. We appreciate it, and thank you to everybody that came and saw us at the Wildcat Sports Pub. We love helping out local student-athletes. We love helping out local coaches and local schools. To CNS West Jenny, Baldwinsville, and to everybody, CBA, Bishop Grimes, everybody that's been a part of what we do here at Wake Up Call, Phoenix, everyone. Thank you so much for your love and support. And thank you for coming out to the shows. We look forward to seeing you at Chick-fil-A tomorrow at 6 p.m. And we love you so much for coming out to the Wildcat Sports Pub yesterday. I'll be here with you tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. And in the meantime, have yourselves a continuous, beautiful, wonderful day. And be good to one another. Big ups to my, to my guy, Austin Morris, for being a part of the show today. And God bless you for realizing your dream of finally getting a look from the NFL. I hope nothing but the best for you, brother. Talk with you all soon on Facebook at call at wake up call DT, Twitter at call DT and Instagram at wake up call underscore DT. Buy your tickets now to the CNY pop festival. You will not regret a moment of this folks. It's never been done before in Syracuse and you deserve it, which is why I'm bringing it to you. CNY pop Buy your tickets now.